Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Eternal Father God, we come before you to bless your name once again. We honor you, O God, for being the great God that you are. We want to take this time, God, to thank you for waking us up this morning. We ask you, Lord God, to continue to protect us, O God, and continue to encamp your angels around us, O God, throughout this day. Father, as we begin to hear the word of God for today, anoint our ears, that our ears will be open to the spirit land to understand the revelation and the mysteries in this season. Father, we speak today blessings over the body of Christ. Father, we speak healing to those that are sick, those that are depressed, and those that are going through trials and tribulations. We speak peace and shalom to every home on today. And may the blessing of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow. We pray that your people will be filled with wisdom as they hear the word of God. They will grow in faith and begin to walk in the power of the Most High. We pray ever grateful and thankful for all that you do, God, for you continue to bless us over and over again. And for this, God, we thank you. And for this, we magnify you and adore you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we do pray. Amen, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the wonderful name of God. For he is worthy to be praised. Welcome. Welcome to our 8 a.m. Bible study. Thank you for tuning in to the Message of Christ Church. I am Sylvia Staples, and I am going to be your host for today. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to go right into our word for today. And if you can, go ahead and invite your friends and family to the love to the broadcast today. Amen. Praise God. Share our teleconference number with family and friends. Amen. Praise God that they will be blessed by the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So we're just truly, truly um excited about what God is saying to us Amen. in this season that we are in. Amen. Praise God. So uh, we're going to look at Daniel today. We're going to go to Daniel, the first chapter. We're going to read verses 8 through 21. Daniel, the first chapter. And we're going to start reading at verses 8 through 21. Amen. Praise God. 
Our scripture for today is coming from Daniel, the first chapter, verses 8 through 21. Amen. Let us begin reading Daniel, the first chapter of Daniel. And the scripture reads, in the eighth chapter of Daniel, the first chapter, the eighth verse reads, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the Enoch's that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the Enoch's. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your face worse liking than the children which are of your sort. Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our continents be looked upon before thee. And the continents of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and thou seest, deal with thy servants. 14 verse of Daniel, the first chapter. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And the end of ten days, the continences appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. As for these four children... God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them, All was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even until the first year of King Cyrus. Praise God. I just read to you Daniel, Daniel, the first chapter of Daniel, 
verses 8 through 21. We did a lot of reading today. Amen. Praise God. But I tell you, God's word is so powerful. Amen. Praise God. We thank God that we are able to hear his word on today. So today our lesson topic is going to be uh, talking about a sincere faith. We're going to be dealing with Daniel. Amen. A sincere faith. Amen. Praise God. I want you to get that in that spirit. In your spirit. Amen. Praise God. A sincere faith. Uh, We're going to look at how Daniel was sincere to what he was called to do and who he was called to, even in the midst of being offered something. You know, there are a lot of things that are going to be offered to you, but you have to continue to take a bold step of faith and be sincere to the God that you serve, which is God Jehovah. So uh, Daniel's name means God is my judge. So we see that everything that Daniel did, he knew that God was going to judge him of it. So we have to make sure that in this season that we're walking by the faith of God so that we don't end up in places that will cause us to eat of other gods. Amen. Praise God. So this is a powerful a powerful lesson today. Amen. Praise God. Talking about a sincere faith. Uh, A lesson for today, uh, again, we're going to talk about the test that Daniel and his friends had to face when they were in captivity in Babylon. And we're going to also see how they responded. I think that's so powerful because sometimes when we're tested, when we're in captivity, uh, we don't think that we're being tested. We think that it's just the enemy that is uh, pressuring us and torturing us. And But even in the midst of our captivity, there's always a test to see if you're going to show faith in God. So anytime you're in a bondage or captivity, anytime you're in a tough place where your back is up against the wall, God is always going to test you to see if you're going to make sound judgments, uh, if you're going to continue to use your faith to show that he is God in your life, even in the worst situations in your life. So Daniel was in a place where... He was in captivity, but captivity doesn't mean that you stop showing faith, that you stop loving God, that you stop obeying. He still had to obey. Even though the captivity that Daniel was in was captivity that God put him in. This was, they were, all the children of Israel were in captivity because of their disobedience. God told them that he was going to allow the enemy to put you in captivity. But even in that, they still had to pass a test and show forth. They couldn't get mad at God because they made the wrong uh, mistakes. They caused themselves to be in captivity. So there was no 
reason to be angry at being in captivity because you put yourself in captivity because you did not obey. So even with that, God gives us opportunities to show and uh, to reclaim ourselves back to the place where we show faith in who he is. Amen. Praise God. So this is Daniel and his friends. They're in captivity in Babylon. And we're going to see how they responded to their captivity. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, We're also going to uh, look at uh, the situation and see how Daniel was able to work through this and what he did to uh, show forth his faith. Amen. Uh, We're also going to look at how he had a plan on um, how, how he dealt with being challenged. So it's important that you learn how to deal with challenges, even though if it's a challenge that you caused on your own self, learn how to show faith even in the challenge that you created uh, to get you into a tough situation. Uh, Everything is not the devil. And I'm so tired of people saying that the devil, this is what the devil did. And a lot of times we can break our strongholds if we just admit that we got ourselves in this place. We let the devil use us, but it was all the doing of what you allowed the devil to do. So we can't blame the devil because he didn't take our hands and our feet and our mouth and our body. We uh, utilize those things to uh, get in some tough places. So this lesson is not always easy to preach or to teach because people always seem to think that it's, uh, it is a lesson that is not fair because a lot of people don't believe that God will allow you to be put in bondage because of what you do. And if we preached more about uh, circumstances and if we preach more about things like the consequences of sin, amen, praise God, if we preached more about uh, the outcome of doing wrong, then I believe that we'll have more people in the body of Christ I'm sorry, that will begin to turn away from evil. But we preach some more we preach more about the blessings that people are going to get. And so people get in tune to doing wrong but still expecting blessings. And so we gotta get away from telling the people that they're gonna be blessed when they're not living a lifestyle that requires them to be blessed. So here is a perfect example of God's people. These are God's chosen people, the children of Israel. They continue to do evil in the sight of God. They continue so bad that God says, I am going to allow your enemies to overtake you. Amen. Praise God. Is anybody praying for me right now? You see, I'm very congested, so I ask for your prayers. I'm trying to get through this lesson. Uh, praise God. But uh, so this is what we're talking about today. Uh, Daniel was in captivity, but it's 
always how you respond. Being in captivity is just another way for you to prove to the enemy that he no longer has a stronghold over your life. He no longer can dictate to you what you're going to do. He might have helped you to get into the captivity that you were in, but he certainly cannot use you any longer to keep you in captivity. You can break the chains. You can break the bounds. But the enemy has you in. You can come free. I believe that there are a lot of people that are in bondage because of their minds. They are not thinking and having faith that they need to have, so they keep themselves in bondage. They, t- they continue to create atmospheres. They keep them in a prison where they can only walk around in a four-by-four. Four. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So today we're, gonna, we're going to break the chains. We're going to break the chains. However you got in prison or however you got in the situation that you were in, I decree and I declare over you that you are going to be free. For whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So the one thing is to be honest. Don't keep blaming the devil. Don't keep blaming your friends. Don't keep blaming your family. Because uh, the part that you played in the cap- in getting yourself into where you are, you need to be honest and say, I'm here, but I'm not going to stay here. See, that's the thing. A lot of people stay there because they think that uh, because uh, God allowed you to be in this situation, that this is how your life is going to remain. It's just a temporary situation. Captivity is always a temporary thing. Amen. Praise God. It's not a life sentence. But as you were there, you need to learn and get wisdom on how not to get back into prison and how not to get back into captivity. So uh, let's look at the lesson background here. Amen. Uh, Daniel. Amen. Daniel and his three friends, amen, praise God, they were living in uh, what they call perilous times, you know. Uh, It was a time for Judah. And um, they were in the capital of, of Jerusalem, just to give you a little background. Uh, and so this was this was the year when uh, the king was King Nebuchadnezzar. He was he was over uh, the Babylonian uh, region. And so uh, Daniel. And his friends were in captivity under King Nebuchadnezzar. Um, They had captured the children of Israel, the children of Judah, and uh, they had put them in captivity. So at this time, They were looking for individuals to bow down to the king and to eat the king's meat. They wanted the children of Israel to begin to practice their culture and their eating habits. You've got to be careful what you eat and what you practice, what culture habits 
that you attach yourselves to. It is time to break out from all type of bad culture uh, habits, uh, culture eating, culture ways that have taught you to stay in bondage. And so they wanted them, so what they wanted them to eat would keep them attached to the bondage. Daniel knew what he was required to eat to keep him strong and safe. So even though you're in captivity, you don't have to do what the enemy is saying to do, and you certainly do not have to eat what the enemy is telling you to eat. Uh, Because eating dictates to your mind. It controls your spirit spiritually and physically. And so spiritual, I mean, so when you begin to be conformed to a culture, whatever your culture is, sometimes people will take a certain nationality of people and they will speak that everybody in that nationality acts the same, does the same, dresses the same, uh, has a, has a, a certain lifestyle. You have to break that today. You are not what your culture is. You might have been born a certain culture, but when you come into the kingdom of God, you no longer do what people in your culture are doing. It might be some habits that you need to break in order for you to become free. Daniel knew that if he started eating what they were eating, he would become like them. So what are you eating? Even in the spirit realm, sometimes you can tell people that are prosperous because you can listen and watch and see the language that they have, the spiritual language that they speak. You can see the spiritual character that they have that shows that they are eating a healthy word. Amen, praise God. You can look at their lifestyles and see how they are living, the prosperity in their lives to know that they are being fed in a direction, in a spiritual directional way that causes them to walk above and not beneath, be the head and not the tail. And that's what I'm trying to teach people, and that's why it was so powerful on yesterday, the uh, the visionary board party, the visionary expo workshop that we had. I'm trying to teach people how to come out of bondage, how to eat the right thing, be around a culture of people that are spiritual and kingdom-minded and people that are walking out of just talk and people that are walking into the promises of God. No more talking about God is good and you're not showing forth that God is good. I'm tired of hearing that and people are still walking around in a circle and still saying that God is good, but yet they're not showing forth. It is time for the people to break the bondage. And so to get people to come out to places, things like visionary board parties and visionary expos, and workshops that are going to show them how to begin to start planning their lives and breaking cultural cultural boundaries is like pulling teeth. People look at such things and they say, oh, that's not for me. I need to go to a place where they're talking about I'm going to be blessed with some money. And, you know, people don't understand the steps that you have to take. 
And so this is this is what I'm talking about. Daniel knew that in order for him and his friends to be prosperous in and to come out of bondage in captivity is what is is was attached to what they eat. So people, and it was attached to keeping, keeping and holding on to what you had been taught. Daniel had to show forth faith even in bondage. And the only way that he and his friends are able to show the king, amen, and, and the uh, other, the nation of Babylon, that his God was stronger, even though he was in bondage. So the king was, the king was saying, I got you in bondage. But the only way that he had Daniel and his friends and the other nation of Judah in bondage is because God allowed them to be in bondage. God was trying to teach them and show them something that they couldn't continue to do wrong and then think that he was going to continue to bless them. He said, so if I have to put you in bondage to open up your eyes and to let you see that you can't just run around and do everything, you belong to me now. So you have to worship me in spirit and in truth. So if I let the enemy press you and get you in a place where you have to be under the enemy's control for you to understand that I'm God, but even in the midst of you being bondage, I'm going to show you how to have faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. So Daniel had heard the word of God even before he got in bondage. And so now hearing the word of God is getting ready to pay off. Daniel knew he was still hearing the voice of God showing him what to eat, what to do, and how to obey, even in bondage. So don't stop obeying God even though you've gotten into a tough place. Don't stop obeying and and, uh, doing what God is telling you to do and letting the word work in your life and showing obedience to God just because you've lost your job or just because uh, things are not working right in your marriage. Still show forth faith. It's it's time now more than ever. Your ministry is changing, and it seems like it's drying up instead of it growing. And it's just the beginning of a new year. Still show faith. Whatever the bondage is, you show faith and don't bow down. So the word today and our theme today is don't bow down to what the enemy is trying to get you to eat. Keep eating and keep showing forth what God wants you to show forth in your life. Amen. So this is a powerful lesson today. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we're in Daniel, the first chapter. I believe we read verses 8. Amen. Praise God. Verses 8 through 21. Amen. Praise God. So that's a lesson uh, background. Uh, so they got them in bondage. See, when the enemy gets you in bondage, he wants to change your ways. They they had a, they wanted to start them first of all of eating their food. See, even in these days and times that we are in, the food that is out here is contaminated, and this is another part of bondage. Bondage. The enemy has us eating this contaminated food. It's affecting our brains. We're not thinking right. More people are getting Alzheimer's and dementias earlier in life than just when they get old. 
a lot of people's brains are being affected because of the food that we're eating. We're bowing. It's another form of eating the enemy's meat. Daniel knew that it would affect his brain. So sometimes we're so spiritual, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to pray over it and God's going to bless it. You know what? Don't tempt God. And God says don't eat it, don't eat it. And praying is not going to stop what what the enemy is doing because you're, you're under the enemy's territory. This earth realm uh, is a part of Satan's territory. God gave it to him. And so the meat and the things that the enemy is able to do, he's able to do it because he's in his territory. But we don't have to eat it just because we are, we are, we are not of this earth, the Bible says. We're not of this world. So that's a whole other lesson. But it, it ties into what we're talking about because people don't think that, you know, uh, the food can be a way of being under the enemy's control. But food, is be, if you research food, it has a lot to do with how our body functions. And so if they wanted to change Daniel and his friends' uh, strength and their way of operating, they started offering them the food that will control them and keep them under the uh, hands, the mindset of not being able to think right on your own, but somebody guiding you. These people that were in the Babylonian system were guided by the king. They didn't have the wisdom and the understanding to own their own lives. And so Daniel did because of his eating habits, because of his lifestyle. It's not just about naturally what you eat, but Daniel had a spiritual discipline also, and he wasn't willing to give up any of that just because he was in, in bondage. So just because you get in a tough situation, you don't have to give up your lifestyle of obeying God and obey and, 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 and start eating what the enemy wants you to eat. You don't give up, amen, your ways. You continue to do what, what you were taught to do, and you do it even more. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. That's one of the things that we did on our visionary board is we put down different things that we need to uh, be in control of, like our eating habits. So that's very important. But nevertheless, this lesson, uh, they wanted to transform them to their culture, identity. Amen. Praise God. And so Daniel and his friends, amen, praise God were not a part of the Babylonians, and so they refused to take on uh, their eating habits. And so they wanted to re-educate the, uh, their, their uh, way of living. So we got to be careful what our culture teaches us to do. A lot of people that are teaching the word are teaching a cultural word. They are teaching a word that fits their culture. And so we got to make sure that we're not up under a word that keeps you in bondage. And I'm talking about the word of God. People know how to use the word of God that it still fits into their culture. And so we have to begin to make sure that when we hear a word of God, that it's not a cultural word, but it's a spiritual word. It's not a word that, that fits into what I was taught to do when I was a little girl or when I was a young boy. The word has to fit into what the kingdom the shame that you do. So uh, one of the other things that they 
they they wanted to change everything about Daniel and his three friends because they saw the strength that Daniel had. The enemy sees the strength that you have. He knows that you're powerful. He knows that you're getting, you're getting ready to make an impact in the kingdom. You're getting ready to make an impact in your life, uh, in your home, your marriage, your uh, your finances. You're getting ready to make an impact. You're getting ready to make a great impact in ministry. The enemy knows that. So if, if in the bonded situation that you if he can get you to bow down and if he can get you to think that, well, if God can, and can allow you to be in bondage, he certainly doesn't care about you. But, see, when people begin to own up to their mistakes, you already shamed the devil right there. Yes, I did what I did. I said what I said. I went the way that I went. I caused myself to be in this situation. But guess what? God has a way out for me. I don't have to stay here. And if I keep eating the word of God, if I keep living the way God wants me to live now, not according to what I did to get here, you're going to see a powerful sister. You're going to see a powerful brother. Amen. And I do believe that God is breaking us from this lesson is so powerful because I believe that some of us were walking up under cultural uh, bondages that God says need to be broken. Amen. We were taught to live a certain way. And even though we're in the body of Christ, we're still eating off of our culture. And it's feeding into our lives. And God says, I need to break that. Amen. Praise God. The other thing that uh, they wanted to do was they wanted they, they wanted uh, Daniel and uh, uh, his three friends to change their names. You know, names were uh, great significance and power. Uh, your names mean something. So don't let the enemy change your name. Don't let him change you from being uh, a servant of the Most High. God is getting ready. He's changing your name. So you don't, you're not who you used to be when you were in bondage. And, and you're in bondage, and they might have called you out of your name. And so they wanted to give them names that kept them in captivity. That's why we got to be careful what we call our children. We're keeping them in captivity. These little nicknames we have, it's attaching them to culture and attaching them to uh, whatever that name identity has. I know I'm talking real talk today. Amen. Praise God. So Daniel uh, and his uh, friends, Daniel and his three, Dana, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they changed their names and they became Bethshahiah, Shadrach, and Amishak, and Abednego. You see what I'm saying? They gave them names that meant bondage and captivity and kept them under the legis- legis- legislative authority of Nebuchadnezzar. So uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, were the names that God had given them in Judah. Their names had power. So the king said, you, you no longer will be called Daniel. You will no longer be called uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And so we, we wonder when we preach about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where those names came from. Well, they came from the Babylonian king. But because they still, I don't care what people start calling you, if you still continue to walk in the holiness of God and yield yourself to God, you are still walking in the name that God calls you. 
your your position, your title, whatever it is. People are not going to honor you for the titles that God is getting ready to give you. They're going to continue to label you and give you the name of your past. But I break any connection that the names that are still trying to attach to you and be a part of your life, a part of your marriage, a part of your financial status, uh, it is broken today in the mighty name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost moving up somebody right now. Somebody knows. Amen. Praise God that somebody was trying to hold you back in your past with the name that kept you in bondage. But today, God said, I'm changing your name, your identity. Glory to God. <laughs> yes, God, God is changing your identity. Uh, let me just inject this in there. Those of you that have been in bad marriages, my God. And, and so um, a lot of times the enemy will try to hold you to that uh, bad marriage and keep you in a Babylonian um system of failure because of the attachment of what you were married into. And so before we go any further, I want to break any bad connections, any soul-tied connections of anybody that entered into the wrong marriage covenant, entered into a wrong relationship the wrong way, and something followed you, and something came in, and now trying to keep you in Babylonia. I pray that it be broken now in the mighty name of Jesus because names mean something. So you took on the name of somebody else. And so when you take on the name of somebody else, you take on the things that are attached to somebody else. And so this is, the enemy has so many ways to try to keep us attached to what is not right and what is bondage, but it is broken. I need you to just speak over yourself right now and say that in the name of Jesus, it is broken and I am free. All callers are unmuted. My God. In the name of Jesus. All callers are muted. So. Hallelujah. Somebody just give God some praise right there, right there. I believe we need to clap our hands and just give God Our some praise. Right Thank, 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 Thank you, Jesus. It's going to be attached to what I call you. And I call you to be a friend of mine. All callers are unmuted. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. See, all callers are muted. I said Daniel's God was still in control. Yes, God is still in control, but he needs you to obey. He needs to work through you, even in captivity. And so you might be in bondage right now, but if you let God work through you, your name will not be changed. It will not remain to be attached to any bondage. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm specifically talking to a woman right now. I believe, glory to God, I'm talking to you. You ought to text me right now, 773-609-2071. I'm talking to a woman right now, and it might be many women, but I'm specifically here that there are women in bondage right now. And it is trying to keep you attached to whatever got you there. But 
because you have repented, I hear the Lord say, when the enemy tries to put you in the fire like he did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm going to be with you. And you're going to come out of the fire. Even though the fire is going to be turned up seven times hotter, and I believe somebody's experiencing that right now, that things are being turned up, but your culture will not dictate to you how you're going to come out of this fire. You're not going to come out of this fire doing what you were raised to do. And those things were good. They took you to a, a different place. They taught you some things. But now God says it's time for the Holy Spirit to take over and begin to teach you the cultural ways of the kingdom. That when you, amen, praise God, walk in my statutes, in my, in my ordinance, you begin to prosper. And no fire will burn up anything that I'm doing in your life. You will walk through the fire but not be burned. Am I prophesying to somebody right now? I see the text messages are coming through. See, I knew. Amen. Praise God that I'm speaking to you. Amen. Glory to God. So this word I need you to take very personal today. Amen. Praise God. And if I don't get through the whole lesson, I want you to read all of Daniel, the first chapter, verses 8 through whatever, wherever we stopped. Amen. Praise God. Uh, glory to God. So. These these are very powerful men that God's talking about right here. And even to our men that are listening to the broadcast, I want to tell you that you're not going to stay in the fire and you're not going to be walking in the curse of what your father walked in. You're going to be free. Amen. Praise God. There's a lot of generational uh, culture uh, curses that the people are walking in. And I hear the Lord saying, it has gotten you into bondage. But because you now have a new name, you've taken on a, my spirit, the Holy Spirit, it is broken and it has given you a new garment, and you are now going to wear my garments even in the fire. My garment is going to prove to the enemy that I have my hand upon you. You will not be burned. You're coming out. So let's look at a few verses here and see how far we can get into the word. Verse number 8 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. He, he purposed. You've got to have a purposed mind in this season that you will not defile yourself with whatever is presented to you. Don't eat and drink what is presented to you. Amen. Praise God. Um, I want you to read read Daniel, the first chapter and the fifth verse. We didn't read that verse, but uh, it talks about how King Nebuchadnezzar had appointed Daniel and his friends uh, to eat a daily provision of the king's meat. You see, he understood that they had to eat it every day. Like we eat the word of God and it empowers us and strengthens us and enables us to have wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of the supernatural, spiritual things of God. The more we eat the word of God, the Bible says, the more faith we have because we come to a place of understanding. Amen. Praise God. And even if we find ourselves in a bonded situation, whether 
God places there or, or something that the enemy did, we have enough wisdom and enough knowledge because of what we're eating. Remember, what you eat dictates to your body and purifies and uh, gives your body understanding. Food is a source of enlightenment and uh, knowledge to our body. It, it, it feeds our brain and gives us what we need to be able to understand things. So spiritually, you cannot be connected to people that keep telling you that God is good but not showing you how God is wanting to work in your life. It is a season of application and not just information. Did you get that? So you need somebody to actually take you by the hand right now and say, I'm going to show you and walk you through processes. That's what we are doing in our vision board uh, workshops. You need to get there. I don't know how you need, if you're out of the city or if you're in the city, you need to get to these visionary things because we're going somewhere. You're going to see us, I'm telling you, on some billboards. You're going to see us in some high places because we're not just talking, but we're walking in this season. These people that are coming to these visionary board workshops, they're getting ready to soar, and you're going to see them soar. You're not going to see them just talking anymore because they're taking an initiative to say, I need, how to, I need to know how to walk. I need to know how to walk in a lifestyle of God's kingdom and not my culture and not a man placed out my surroundings and not what my family is saying and not what I was taught. I need to walk in the newness of life, and I need somebody to show me how to do it. And so in the fifth verse, uh, he was trying, the king was trying to get Daniel and his friend to have a daily provision of the king's meat and wine. Amen. Praise God for, for a number of years. But Daniel determined in his heart. See, when you got God in your heart, I don't care what situation you get in, you're still going to do what God say do. Even if, even if it was your past that got you in there and got you into a bad situation, now that the light has come on in your life, now that you know better, and I need to say that, when you start knowing better, you do better. And when you start seeing that the way that you are going is not making your way prosper, then you need to change your way. A lot of people keep going to ministries and keep hearing the same word and keep doing the same thing, and it's not changing your ways. We've got to have enough spiritual sense to know that, wait a minute. If I have not started walking in kingdom blessings by now, something's wrong. I'm eating the wrong meat. Because if you're eating the word of God and it's getting in you, it should do the same thing that natural food does. Natural food strengthens you, and natural food get either either breaks you down when you get sick, or natural food begins to empower you and you start feeling better, and you start prospering and have enough energy to keep on working and doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's what spiritual food is supposed to do. My God, somebody's hearing me because somebody's still texting me saying, saying, Providence, you're speaking to me this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, Oh, Jesus, this is a powerful lesson, and I got about 10 more minutes, and I'm only on verse 1. So I am going to continue this lesson because this lesson has a lot to say about what we're going through right now. Faith. Amen. What's our lesson? A sincere faith. You got to have sincere faith in this season and not, not watered down faith. 
Amen. Praise God. So a request was made from the enemy. Enemies make it a request, amen, praise God, to you, but you have the right to receive the request or not receive the request, amen. Uh, so the food, the food uh, was presented to the food that uh, the king wanted Daniel and his friend to eat was food that was uh, sacrificed to their, to their gods, their pagan ceremonies that they had. This was food that they laid before their gods and, and uh, presented it to them for them to bless and whatever they did. I don't quite know what they did, but uh, this food was, was food that was not, uh, presentable for Daniel. It was it was pagan food. Uh, it was unclean food, and so it violated what Daniel and his friends were supposed to eat. Amen. So let me get down to. Uh, what we wanted to say about this scripture here. Uh, So this was the culture of the Babylonians. Uh, They uh, wanted to take on the mindset. They wanted to uh, rearrange Daniel's mindset and his friends, amen, that they would be under their control. You see how they did it? They wanted to do it through food. And so when I see all of these uh, smorgasbord places, these all-you-can-eat places, or not just all-you-can-eat places, but just restaurants in general, and I see them and people get excited, all-you-can-eat, they don't see that it is a setup of the enemy to keep you in a place where you're under the Babylonian system. I don't know if anybody got that. The more you eat, the more you begin to come become like the world. Is anybody getting that? The more you go in and glutton over the paganism of the food that you see and you indulge it in your body, I guarantee you you're not operating in spiritual realms because you're you're too overindulged in what you just ate. You're sluggish, lazy, can't think right, health problems. So now you have to be under the control of the doctor, under control of medicine, under control of, of, of just different mindsets that seem to torture you. I'm talking real talk today, and a lot of lot of pastors are not going to preach this this way. They're going to talk about the enemy, but no, no, no. This is a Babylonian system, and so it's a culture thing that is set up to keep people under the control of the Babylonian mindset, and so your mind is not on a mind of prospering. You can't even come out and get the things that God is trying to give you to prosper because you're too busy chasing food or chasing other things that have 
have dictated to you that is more important than the word of God. The word of God should be first. Anytime people try to teach you how to come out of a system and try to come from underneath a culture that is keeping you in bondage, you need to run to it. My God, in the name of Jesus. So it was it, Daniel said, I'm going to confront this custom. God is teaching you how to confront some things in this season. Amen. He said, I will not defile. He said, I will not defile myself with the portion of the king's meat. Amen. I'm not saying don't eat food, but know what food does. That's why the Bible still teaches us what we are to eat. And it's a reason why God had them on such a strict dietary law of eating because he wanted them to eat foods that empowered their thinking and their mind that it would be able to attach to the spiritual wisdom of what God was putting in their spirit. So let's move on now. Uh, It said, therefore, he requested of the prince of the Enoch that he might not defile himself. He told the Enoch to take to uh, take back to the king that he was not going to honor the request. Amen. Let's move on. I can't really break it down. Got 10 more minutes. And so the prince said to Daniel, I fear the king. So, you see, he was fearful of his king. And so that's what that's what uh, being in uh, bondage does. When you, when, you, when you continue to commit sins, it keeps you under the bondage of a culture It keeps you cursed, and it keeps you control under poverty and under laws that dictate to you, and you are fearful of what will happen to you if you step out in faith. We're talking about faith today because, see, you need to break something that has kept you thinking that you could not be what God wants you to be. So, Whoever the king is, whoever the king Nebuchadnezzar is in your life, you need to tell King Nebuchadnezzar, send a message back to him that you're not going to defile yourself and eat what he is sending you anymore. Amen. Break the spirit of King Nebuchadnezzar. So Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the Unat has set over Daniel, Mishael, and Azariah, prove their service. I beseech thee ten days. So they gave Daniel, he said, I'm going to give you, Ten days. Amen. Praise God to to show forth that your diet is more powerful than eating what we're eating. And uh, uh, Daniel said he's going to eat pulse and water to drink. And uh, praise God. Uh, this word pulse means that uh, things that are sown. Uh, anyway, uh, Daniel. Anyway, it was it was things like uh, Daniel was saying that he was going to eat things like uh, vegetables and water for a period of ten days. Amen. Vegetables are powerful. I eat vegetables in the morning for my breakfast: celery, bell pepper, uh, garlic. Tomatoes. 
the, the bell peppers have the different colors, the red, the, the green, the red, the green, and there's another one, the yellow. I don't fry them. I don't fry them. I eat them raw in the morning. Amen. And I promise you my thinking has elevated. The Bible says what a man thinketh, so is he. So I had to have enough spiritual sense to know that my culture had dictated to me to eat these big meals in the morning, grits and and all of this different way-down food that caused me to be sluggish and not being able to be uh, have a mind, a thought, thoughts that I should have for years. So changing my eating habits changed my thinking habits. Somebody need to get that in the spirit. So along with egg white, amen, praise God, and uh, my oatmeal with cinnamon and, um, oh, God, I put something else in there, uh, yogurt in my oatmeal. So you might say, oh, that sounds terrible, but it is such a benefit to my body. I refuse to defile myself to eat the Babylonian food. Pulse. The things that are sown into the ground. Things that come up from the ground. And so, vegetables for a period of 10 days. And so, this was a training and a testing for Daniel and his friends to prove that their God's ways were more powerful than the king's ways. Uh, 13 verse says that their continents be looked upon and they were going to see if this was going to change them versus eating what they were eating in the king's meat. They were going to see by their continents, their their outer appearance, their their, uh, their skin tone, uh, their strength, uh, you know, just their all-around continents, their their body fatigue uh, was going to be examined. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, so he consented in this matter, and he said, I'm going to give you 10 days. Amen. Praise God. And uh, it said in the 15th verse, at the end of the 10, day, 10 days, this is what happened. He said, at the end of the 10 days, their continents appeared fairer, fatter in flesh than all the children who did eat the portion of the king's meat. Now, come on, somebody. We need to have a holy continence that what we are eating in the natural and even in the spiritual realm should show up. What you are eating, you can look at people and see what they are eating in the natural. You can just look at them and say, they are eating all wrong. You can look at them and see. You can see that they are either not eating enough or they're eating too much or they're overeating. You can just see in their continents that they're not up to part. And and you can also see in their spirit realm, even if a person is, is fitly, uh, has a, a, a body fatigue that is phenomenal and they look real good in their body, you can still look at them and see in the spirit realm if they are eating the right word. 
you can look at a person and see where they are spiritually. You can see, you, you look at people sometimes. I examine people. People come to me sometimes and say, how did you know that I can look at you and see where you are spiritually? You can shout. You can snot. You can roll on the ground. I can see through it. I can see. That will give me a spiritual eye to see the continents of people. And that's why he has me doing these workshops. So if you're looking for pastor stables or prophet stables that used to holler and scream and do all of this loud talking, I don't do that anymore. God said the season for that is over. It's time to take the people by the hand and show them how to eat the word of God that they may be prosperous. So you see what happens in the natural when they ate what they were supposed to eat? But see, it was not just a natural thing. It was also a spiritual thing. What they ate empowered their brain. See, your spirit connects with your, with your spirit. Your spirit connects with your mind and your spirit. So if you are, are, are putting within your body the wrong food naturally and spiritually, the Holy Spirit cannot seem to connect with you. There's a disconnect somewhere. It's just like in the, in the uh, technology uh, arena when you don't have Wi-Fi. You can't get connected to your computer because it's not connecting because you don't have the setup and the connection. You're out of, you're out of the uh, connection area where the Wi-Fi can connect to your computer. So you got to get to a place where it's connected. So the spirit is not connecting when you're eating the wrong thing. People are not going to tell you that because some people are just not in the spirit. We just like to preach feel-good messages. I don't want you to feel good anymore. I want you to look good because I can feel good, and it could be one of my worst days I could die on today. I could feel 100. But if I'm not empowered by the spirit, the enemy can still take me out. Amen. Praise God. Uh, wow, this word is powerful. So uh, at the end of 10 days, you ought to try it. And some of you, I'm telling you, some of you, if you were on a 21-day fast, I know some of you are empowered in a greater way than you were before. I know some of you are empowered. Text me. I know that you are empowered and say, I'm empowered, Pastor. Prophet, I'm empowered. Apostle, I'm empowered. Whatever you want to call me. I know that you are empowered. You were empowered through that 21-day fast. Your mind, you, you were able to see that you were either in a bondage or you were connected to a culture bondage or you were connected to a, even a spiritual bondage of just believing some things in the word of God that you were taught. But they were keeping you in bondage because you didn't have application and knowledge. It's one thing. Amen, praise God, to, to to know something but not walk in it. You can know what the word says all day long. A lot of people walk around here knowing what God is saying and knowing what God wants to do, but they don't walk in the knowledge of what God wants to do. That is doing it and seeing it and manifesting it. Because we are eating and running around here with people that are just feeding us, but they don't show us how to digest what they're feeding us. A lot of people can feed you. You can go around here and eat a whole lot of food 
off of Facebook and, and Twitter and Periscope and all these places and even in these churches that you're going through, you're eating good. But what you but you fail to realize that you, you you're not eating in in portions and the right portions of food. You got to know a, a limitation to eating. Amen. Yeah, you can eat, but eat in portions and eat the right things so that it it is it it digests in your body, but it feeds your brain, and your brain can still connect in the spirit realm. There's a blockage somewhere, and God's trying to unblock it. Let's move on. Uh, let's see here. In the 16th verse, it says, Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and wine, and they should drink and gave them pause. God had already uh, uh, given Daniel favor, you see? So Melzar honors his promise and allows the four men to continue with their nutritional plan. You see what I see? See, sometimes we continue in the plan of Satan because we continue to eat and uh, allow the enemy's plan to have a flow. The enemy has to have something that he feeds off of. And so he feeds us through food. He feeds us through the wrong word. And so that's how he continues to feed us that we think a certain way. So we get connected to a word that continues to, that feeds us spiritually. We start changing our ways. We start changing our directions. Our footsteps begin to be ordered by the Lord and not by Satan. My God, this word is powerful. And so because they follow, see, just because things are going wrong in your life don't mean that you have to do wrong. Follow the word of God, even in bad situations. That's what Daniel did. He said, I'm still going to follow God's ways, even though God put me here in this bondage. I'm still going to follow his ways. And because, see, that was a test that he had to see. See, sometimes God simply will allow things to happen to see if we still going to follow his ways. He's testing us to see if we still going to follow the word of God. So if you if you under if you not understand the word of God, get to somebody that will give you understanding of the word of God. To pass your test in your bonded situation. So because Daniel said, No, I'm not gonna do it this way. A lot of people are doing things just because their grandmama used to do it, their mama used to do it, my I saw my friends do it and, and they are the same nationality that I am. And so we get so caught up in our culture sometimes that we don't want to look different. But I'm telling you, I want to look different. And the difference that I want to look is the kingdom difference. I want to look just like the kingdom. So I don't want to continue to just open up my mouth and say, I serve a good God, and I don't show forth that he's good. And so a lot of us are living in bondage uh, neighborhoods. We're on bondage jobs under King Nebuchadnezzar. You can look like a king's child even in working under the Babylonian system. Oh, my God, my nose is really getting stopped up because I'm talking good talk. And I'm trying to breathe out of my mouth because both of my nostrils are stopped. And the enemy doesn't like this word. So y'all praying. 
Glory to God. Somebody just texted me and said their prayers. My God, thank you for your taxes and your prayers. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, yeah, you can be up on the Babylonian system, but you can come out as the king's child. You will be one of the top in the Babylonian system. You hear what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just see, just like at the at the Visionary Board uh, Expo workshop that we had, I saw those individuals that showed up, they were sitting in executive chairs. They were at the king's table. And I hear them saying, just what Daniel said, I will not defile myself and eat the king's meat. They were eating the word of God on yesterday, and I promise you they left there just like Daniel and his friends. They left there with a continent that was fairer and fatter than the children that are eating the portion of the Babylonian king's meat. You can see the people that refuse to come and get knowledge and keep on getting all of this word, but yet they miss the knowledge of how to apply it. Glory be to God. So, verses 17 through 21, they were empowered by God. These four, God gave them knowledge and skill and learning and wisdom. I speak that over to you today. I know I'm over my time, but I speak knowledge and skill, skillfulness and learning and wisdom over you. You will have that in this season. You're not just going to sit around and keep rehearsing all of this that people keep rehearsing. This my year. Uh, God's going to do something great. God ain't going to do nothing unless you get, get skillfully and learning uh, in, in wisdom how to come out of uh, under the Babylonian system. You got to you got to be taught what to eat, what to do. You need hands-on experience in this season. Daniel understood in the 17th verse in all visions and dreams. See, those of you that are listening to me today, you're going to walk in great visions. You're going to see visions, and you are dreamers. I believe I'm speaking. Text me. I'm talking to you. I believe that I have visionaries. Those are going to see great visions. God, you're just going to be sitting there, laying there, or walking, and God's going to begin to show you visions and dreams. And see, you got to continue to feed the spirit man in order to be able to see the visions and the dreams that God has for you. The enemy wants you to defile and eat spiritually the wrong word, Yeah, that can be the wrong word because the word becomes wrong when it comes from an unpurified vessel, when it comes from an unlearned vessel. You've got a lot of people that are unlearned in the word of God that are speaking an unlearned word over the people. And so it allows them to consume it and take it in, and then when you take it in, you begin to produce it. And then you look around and wonder, why am I still in the same place? So something needs to wake up in you and and begin to say, I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. You are. And the enemy wants to stop that. Daniel understood that he was, Daniel was a great dreamer. Your gifts are going to be so powerful. And one thing the enemy wants you to do is defile it, not to be able to use your gifts. That's what he wants. And so let's go on to 18 and 19. At the end of the days, that the king had said 
that he should bring them in, and the prince of the Unites brought them in before King Nebuchadnezzar. You're going to stand before uh, the enemy. He's going to say, he gonna, he gonna, the, the, the boss going to want to know what is it that's keeping you in a place of prospering and you on a job that's not paying you enough, but you're prospering. They don't want to know your secrets. Glory be to God. So the king communed with them and among them and found none like Daniel, Hananiah, and Mishael, and Azariah before them. It's not going to be any like you. You're going to make an impact and a difference. And the 20th verse says, and uh, they walked in all manner of wisdom, understanding, and the king inquired of them, and he found them ten times better. Come on. You are going to have wisdom and knowledge and understanding that is going to be ten times better because a lot of these people under the Babylonian system are just walking around as magicians and astrologers. That's all they're doing. A lot of this prophecy that you see is under the Babylonian jurisdiction. People that say that they're prophesying, they're prophesying under the Babylonian. I'm, I'm speaking truth, and I'm breaking somebody from something and somebody that continues to prophesy over you. I'm breaking the spirit of the Babylonians, the magicians, the astrologers. You see, God told me something. You see all this stuff that's on Facebook that's predicting your future? I put a post on there about a year ago that that was astrology. Stop using it. You don't need those people to tell you who you're going to marry, what you're going to be. It's astrology. People posting it. And I have done it, but God shook me and told me that it's wrong. He said, this is astrology. I had to repent, and I ain't used it no more. He said, you're looking through the eyes of the Babylonian sister. He showed me this eye. And he said, you see this eye? This is the same eye that's on money under the pyramid. That eye, that's the evil eye of the Babylonian system. And the people that are using these uh, astrology things on Facebook and it's predicting the future, you're, up under, you're operating in the astrology and the Babylonian system, don't stay cursed, trying to believe something that the devil is speaking to you and telling you he's trying to throw you off. Believe God. Amen? I had to throw that out there. It says, and there he continued even until the first year of King Cyrus. Amen? Praise God. Daniel was able to keep his diet and to keep his the ways of God, even in captivity. What a powerful word. My God, what a powerful word. Oh, Jesus, this word is powerful. I'm going to have to go ahead and end it. But listen, God is going to give you a a strategy in your place of exile. Uh, Yeah, um, their status did not change. Amen. Praise God. Those four four men, amen, praise God, were able to serve God under the bondage situations that they were in. Uh, Well, see, see, we have to understand that, uh, oh, my God, we have to understand that um, the enemy tried to use food 
to attract the children of Israel to get the strength. It's like Delilah, the spirit of Delilah. It searches for your strength. And when it finds your strength, it begins to break you down. So it's a message about two things. It's a message about how that food has a connection with our thinking. There are certain foods that you can eat that empowers your brain and empowers your spirit to be more alert, uh, to be able to comprehend and understand. The Holy Spirit needs you to be operating in your mind so that the Holy Spirit can connect with you. So it's, it's a thing where you have to begin to watch the things that you eat in the natural, but just don't make it a natural thing. Just don't go around doing it just because you want a natural look. It is also a spiritual application. I need everybody to get this before I get off this broadcast. Because if you change your eating habits and then you don't allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you and you still resist the understanding, then you're still defeating the purpose. So you have to be willing to be open in the spirit. It just flows better when you have your mind in a place of healthiness and a place where you are alert. See, Daniel was alert. His continence was something else. They couldn't break Daniel down. Daniel was able to make decisions, and he knew he had great discernment that when they brought it to him, he said, I'm not going to eat it. He knew right off that what you're offering me is not of God. God says in this season your discernment level is getting ready to be sharper because you're going to change some things that you are doing that have been attached to you in your eating, in your culture, in your ways that have kept you in bondage. You ought to read the book of Daniel. Everybody does a Daniel 21-day fast, but I don't think you people understand that this was the fast that uh, God requires. And I, that's why I keep telling you, your time of fasting must be weekly. You can't just stop eating and then, and then uh, changing your eating habits and start eating a little bit more of this, a little bit less of this and then don't fast. See, this was Daniel's lifestyle of fasting. This is how he kept himself in tune with God. Because you can stop eating all you want to, but if you ain't in tune with God, you're still not moving. So you have to make sure that you're fasting and eating the right things to keep yourself in tune. It's an important year of hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing of what? The word of God. So if you're going to hear the word of God, my God, in the name of Jesus, you're going to have to break some things. And I just keep hearing culture. And the reason why I say culture is because there are people in different cultures that have been taught to eat certain things and do certain things that was really taught under a lack of knowledge sometimes. 
They only taught what they knew. So we can't knock them down for helping us to get where we are in life because it certainly helped us. But now that we know better, I thank God for the teaching I got of some things that um, were taught to me by my forefathers and parents and, you know, people that uh, taught us the word of God the way that they knew. And then they said that they kept, they knew to keep us healthy, so they put any and everything on our plates. And at that particular time, the Babylonian system wasn't too um, polluted. The food wasn't as polluted as it is. But as we get closer to the end, as we get closer to uh, the returning of Christ, the enemy has to find a way to stop you, your family, your children, your husband, and your wife. And so now he's working with food. I'm telling you, glory be to God, because he knows the power that uh, happens when you eat the right things. Your mind becomes sharp. So you want to have a, the Bible says, be diligent, have an alertness about you. See and know your eyes will be in movement when, 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 when you are about to be attacked. You will see it. Your footsteps will be ordered by the Lord. You won't have to stop and think and pray a thousand times. You will instantly move in the spirit because your alertness, your body is intact. And so the spirit says, the Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit needs to be in a purified body. So we need to begin to get our bodies in tune. Glory to God. Daniel was able to operate under the system of the kingdom in bondage. Did somebody get that? My God, hallelujah. He was able to operate under God's system. So that says to you, no matter what situation you get in, glory to God. If you yield yourself to God, because that's the first thing Daniel had to do, he yielded himself to God. Give yourself away to God. Obey. Follow his statutes and his ways. What you have been taught in your ministries, what you have been taught by your leaders, what you have been taught through the word of God. When you get in a place, don't deviate. Keep doing what God say do. And a lot of time what happens is, you can tell where your mind is when you get into a tight place. Because if you are if you are in tune with God, have an alertness in your spirit, you ain't gonna let that thing shake you. Because nothing's blocking your internet connection. You understand what I'm saying? You still gotta flow. God's still speaking to you in the midst of the storm. In the midst of the trouble, you hear him. You're not second-guessing because you changed some things. That's why we did that. That's why we did that fast. I need some of you to, to, to look back and see. It was a struggle, but I'm telling you, it was worth it. You were hungry, but that's okay. You fed off of the word of God, and that's what you need. Daniel prayed three times a day. He fasted. He didn't eat things he wasn't supposed to eat because he knew that it was a trick of the enemy to get him in a place of not being alert, my God, and not having strength and not having power. Can't do it. 
Somebody need to make some changes today. Because you need to have the strength of the Holy Ghost. Yes, it comes from the word, but see, God can't work through somebody that's broke down and, you know, you just can't move for God. You've got to be able to move. So get yourself together naturally and spiritually. So there will be no excuse as to why you didn't move when God said move. So this word can go and be used in so many applications today. But the key thing is faith. The key thing is faith. Hallelujah. The key thing is faith. Glory to God. Somebody just shout glory. All callers are unmuted. Connect with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody just thank God right now. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on. You might have right now out of your bed. You might as well say, God, I'm ready to be transferred. I'm ready to give myself to you. Hallelujah. I don't hear my God. Somebody ought to lift up their voice right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, God. Jesus. Hey, glory to God. Take it, Jesus. Take it, Jesus. Glory to God. Have your way, have your way, God. Have oh, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Somebody's feeling the power of God right now. This was not just a word about food. Hallelujah. Natural food, but this was a word to my God inspire you. You got to see the tricks of the enemy in this season. You got to know the ways that he's trying to come through and destroy what God is trying to do. But I believe that your eyes were open through this word today. I believe if there's any cultural bondages that you were walking in, they are broken. Oh, God, my God, somebody. If there are any showtime connections that were keeping you in bondage, they were broken. Thank you, Lord. If there are any generational curses that were keeping you in bondage, it is broken. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My God, in the name of Jesus. And it is so, and it is so, and it is so. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Someone give me the opportunity, amen, if you want to say something. Glory to God at this time before I end, because I feel like somebody, amen, needs to bless somebody else today. Amen. Praise God. There was something that God spoke to you about, amen, that you need to release today because somebody needs to hear, amen, praise God, that this word didn't fall to the ground. Mm. It didn't fall to the ground. So I'm going to give you about five minutes. Amen. Praise God. The line is open. Don't press no buttons. Amen. If you have something, amen, to add to the lesson or you have something that you got out of the lesson, have something, amen, prophetically that God's given you, amen, you can go ahead and speak. Now, I got a lot of text messages here, but maybe somebody needs to hear, amen, praise God, what you are saying right now. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Also, Pastor Staples, 
I, I just I just thank God that I was able to partake <laughs> the less on the uh, study on today, and I just thank God for how um, I when you were ministering about you know we have to be very careful just like um, back in the Old Testament day when the Lord pre- uh, prevented certain foods, um, and so I I, I mean that, that really just touched me and then. When you elaborate a little more, you say, well, it's not just a natural thing. It's a spiritual thing, too. And we have to be very cautious and very careful what we what we can take naturally and spiritually as well. Because, um, you know, sometimes, um, and, and some people probably mean, well, there's this, this, this person that I try to listen to most nights when I'm working 1230. And some things, um, as much as I, I think this person is a very... Uh, skill or knowledgeable person, some things just don't add up and, and you know, and my my spirit checks me when the person be teaching on certain things, so I'm gonna have to uh, kinda maybe kinda stop watching and listening to this person watching this program because even though you know, and, and some things I question and some things and some things I may have accepted, but I have to I have to guard my uh, my, my spirit man as well as um, when I'm when I'm intaking naturally, because you know we want to be we we want to be totally yielded to God and to the Spirit of God, and we can't just allow any any anything to enter our temples. Praise God! So I just thank God for that. It's just truly been enlightening. God bless you. Amen. That's what I got. Amen. Praise God. We got we have to stop. Uh, just uh, we got to be having discernment in this season and. If it's not good, then we don't we don't need to participate in it. And people mean well, and there are a lot of people that are that mean well. But once you get it in your spirit, it begins to take root and transform. So you have to be very careful. And I believe that God is really pushing us to a place where we study His Word and begin to get a real understanding of His Word. And a stranger, we will strange voice, we will not. Follow uh, good. There are a lot of people in the in the body of Christ and that are preaching the word that means good. But there are times in your life where you can't allow people that mean good to speak into your life because that says that you are receiving. If you're listening to them, then you're receiving. Because if you're not listening to them, you won't be hearing what they're saying. So what's not right? That's the problem I got with people in the church. They'll sit there for years and get something wrong. But then because the person means good, they'll stay there and keep getting all of this wrong information in them, and then they don't know. They're so messed up now, and they don't know even how to how to get out of where they are. They're stuck. So God's just saying to you, know the truth, and it will make you free. It'll make you free. Sometimes he just wants you to sit, open up your word and not listen to anybody. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, amen. Praise God. But thank you for sharing. Amen. Glory to God. We appreciate that. Powerful. Does anybody else have anything before we end? Amen. Praise the Lord, and can we just say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. See, Daniel, good morning. one thing you have to understand, Daniel was not disrespectful towards authority. He simply just made a request.
So that's what the Bible says, make your request be made known unto God. When you make your request made known, God is going to bless you to have favor in any all callers are muted that you were in. He gave Daniel favor with God and favor with man. Glory to God. So here here it is. Here's the word. It's better to obey God rather than man. See, somebody was getting ready to do something that your flesh was telling you to do because you didn't understand the the, the uh, Babylonian captivity that you were in. But I hear the Lord saying, obey God rather than men. Amen? Glory to God. When you obey God, it does not mean that you have to uh, adhere, adhere to what your uh, bondage is dictating to you. Don't let culture dictate to you. Don't let bondage dictate to you. Don't let your surroundings dictate to you. Only let the word of God dictate to you. You don't have to be disrespectful, but you're just going to obey God. And you're going to walk in faith like Daniel did. So our lesson today was so powerful, talking about a sincere faith. That's what we need to have is a sincere faith. Don't walk out of your faith just because you're in bondage. Amen? Praise God. Let God empower you and let God strengthen you. And and wherever you are, you will have favor. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you asking you to guide us right now, oh God, that we will follow the example of what David did. Oh God, we pray right now that you empower us with grace, oh God, under pressure. We thank you today that you empower us with much wisdom and skillfulness and understanding, oh God that we will not be conformed to the culture and to the bondage, O God. We pray right now that you will make us to be examples, O God, of your will and of your kingdom. We pray today that you will fill us with grace and truth. We ask that you will grant us, O God, your spirit, O God, your power, O God, of your spirit, O God, to walk in influence in this season. We thank you and we pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray and we ask that the people will be blessed, oh God, in Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Amen. Glory to God. God bless you all, and thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please don't hang up. I just want to give a few announcements. Amen. Praise God. It has been a blessing as well as uh, a great honor. Amen. Praise God to have you here. Amen. Praise God on the broadcast with us. This has been the Message of Christ Church. And uh, I am Sylvia Staples, amen, Sylvia Staples, amen, praise God. And I tell you, amen, this word, amen, praise God, um, has been such an awesome blessing, amen, praise God, to us today. I thank God for all of you that are texting, amen, praise God, and you still have time to text and um, just make your comments, amen, praise God. Amen. Praise God. We thank you. Amen. Praise God for just um, commenting today. Amen. Praise God. I am just truly thankful. Amen. Praise God for uh, those that came out to uh, the uh, vision party that we had on yesterday. Wow. All I could say is to God be the glory. Amen. Praise God. The vision. party was off the chain, off the hook, we had an awesome time. Amen. Praise God. We truly had an awesome time. Everybody left there on cloud nine. We were just excited and just just 
filled with the empowerment of God's spirit. Wow. I tell you, uh, we're going to do part two in February, the first Saturday in February. I want you to mark your calendars and join us. Amen. Praise God. From 1130 to 2 p.m., please come on out and join us. I will give you the location soon. Amen. Praise God. I will give you the location soon, and I want you to come on out and be a part of what God is doing. Amen. In this season. Amen. Praise God. Uh, That will be February the 3rd. That will be the first uh, Saturday in February. Amen. Praise God. So mark your calendars. Don't miss this one. Uh, It's going to bless and empower your life. Amen. Praise God. So I thank God for those that came out. We were blessed. Everybody came in. They were ready. We worked on our visionary boards. We had an awesome time. We really did. So uh, we set the atmosphere for God's king, for the kingdom of glory to come in, and we just, we we had a beautiful time in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So please come on out uh, in February and join us. And remember, our fellowship times are the first Saturday and the fourth Saturday. The first Saturday is always in the Chicagoland area. And the fourth Saturday will always be, well, not always, but for now, it will be a desk plane. Amen. So the first Saturday will be in the Chicagoland area, and desk planes will be our fourth Saturday fellowship. Amen. Those are our ministry fellowship times, and we invite you to come on out and fellowship with us. Desk planes on the fourth Saturday is from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Amen. Praise God. So now, I need you to meet me on the fourth Friday of January. That is January the 26th. January the 26th. I will be the guest speaker. Amen. Praise God uh, for Pastor uh, Sim- Simpkins, Apostle Simpkins and Pastor Maddie Simpkins. Uh, I will be the guest speaker at their Fresh Fire event that they have every fourth Friday. And so I will be the speaker on January the 26th. It will start at 7 o'clock p.m., and the address is 1405 North Luna, L-U-N-A Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. Amen. Praise God. Uh, You are to enter on the side of the building. Amen. Praise God. And so it is 1405 North Luna, Amen, Avenue in Chicago, Illinois, 60651. Amen. And the time will be 7 o'clock p.m. And uh, it's going to be on January the 26th of 2018. So come on out and be uh, my special guest. I would love to have you. The service is going to be off the chain. I need you. Amen. Praise God. It be a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. We for you. And we look forward to you uh, being a part of that. I want the intercessors to make that announcement throughout, amen, praise God, the uh, remaining of the month up until the event. Uh, pray for me. I'll be traveling to Houston, Texas to do a service. Amen, praise God. It's such a late notice. I don't expect anybody to go, so I'm not even publicizing it. Amen, praise God. But we thank God for those that are going to be in the Houston land area that will be coming out. Amen. Praise God. Uh, it will be the third weekend in January. Amen. Praise God. And I thank God for that uh, door opening. Amen. God bless you. 
Amen. Don't forget, amen, praise God. We're going to be preparing to make our first fruit seed offerings here real soon. Amen, praise God. So get your first fruit offerings, the biggest offering that you can. Amen. You're going to have up to three months to get this offering in. Amen, praise God. So we want your best offering, amen, for the first beginning of the year. Amen, praise God. And so uh, we usually uh, ask a donation at the end, exit seed, and then a uh, First fruit seed, amen, praise God. So we do thank God for those of you that showed your exit seed, amen, praise God. Blessings over you, and I know that you're seeing blessings in, in your life right now, amen. If it's just the blessing of your mind being changed, it's a blessing, amen, praise God. Your heart being different and, and forgiving, amen, praise God, and not uh, uh, your heart uh, being in a new place, amen, it's a blessing, amen, praise God. So I uh, thank God for you. Uh, I just thank God for my apostle, Apostle Dion Hill. Amen. We're doing some great things. Amen. Praise God in the kingdom with him. Amen. Thank God for uh, just all of you. I'm looking forward to a great year with you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for your support in any way. Amen. Praise God. And listen, we're here on the broadcast Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time every Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. for Miracle Monday, and then again uh, every Sunday at 8 o'clock a.m. Come on back and join us. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to be doing a lot of live streaming on the website. Uh, I'm not going to be doing the follow me because it, it, it will be too much for me to text you every time I'm on the broadcast. So what I'm going to do is just get a schedule, and I'm going to try to stick to my schedule when I'm going to be on the broadcast. You can check the website to see when I'm going to be on the uh, website, and then I just uh, ask you to be responsible enough to come back and uh, be a part of live streaming. Amen. Praise God. I'm not going to be on Facebook a whole lot. I'm not going to be on Twitter and Periscope and all those other places a whole lot. Uh, God is telling me to do the website, so I'm going to be on the website. So I need you to follow me on the website, come to the website, visit the website, check with the website, that we're going to be on the website, amen, a whole lot. Amen, praise God. So God bless you. Thank you so much for your financial support. Please order your prayer shawls, your prayer banners, your prayer pillows, your prayer coasters. Uh, Those of you that were at the prayer, at the Visionary uh, Expo workshop, you were able to get a sample of our uh, uh, coasters. I pray that you enjoy them if you like to order Anyone that would like to order any coasters, let me know. They're for not, they're beautiful. Uh, people are using them just to lay them on their tables. They're not really using them for coasters. They're too beautiful to be coasters. So people are just placing them on their tables, in their bedrooms, on, you know, their living room tables people, so people can see them. And uh, they're just like picture frame, frames, and you can put pictures on them. You can put scriptures on them. You can put whatever you desire on the coasters. They're absolutely beautiful. So contact me if you would like a coaster. I'll give you the donation price, and you can purchase them. Amen. Praise God. Listen, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us here at the Message of Christ Church. It has been awesome. Amen. Being your host for today. Thank you for praying for me. My nose is all stopped up, sinuses and things like that. But I will not be defeated. Amen. Praise God. Whatever. I'm still going to be on the broadcast. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for giving me the strength to be here. I love you all with the love of God, and I ask you to continue to share this broadcast with your friends and family. Go back and listen to the playback on our broadcast, Sylvia Staples Ministries, 
MessagesOfChrist.com and MessagesOfChrist.net. Go sow your seed for the month. Amen. Praise God. This is good ground. And we thank you. And God bless you at this time. My broadcast is now over. God bless you. And goodbye. To stop conference recording, your conference recording has stopped.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.